Hey there, this is Daniel. Thanks for listening to DIY Money. Now, if you haven't already, be sure to give us a five-star review so your friends know that this is a show that they can learn from. Follow us on Instagram at DIY.money. Now, enjoy this episode. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. You're listening to another edition of DIY Money. DIY Money. Oh, okay, Daniel. Wow. Push through. There's a sigh. Struggling, man. I am struggling. Usually, you you know, you work hard to feel this bad the night before. But, man. For those of you who just listened to the last episode and now listening to today, don't get worried. We record two in one day, usually. Yeah, so I'm still the same guy struggling. It's as not it been half a week and 20 minutes still ago. feeling terrible. Okay, uh, let's go. We've got a good question from Kayla, something near and dear to both our hearts because we have children. So, and we got to play the whole question because she just gives us some fanny pats, which what? I really like. Yeah, yeah, it's a good Awesome. It's good. All right, Kayla, what do you got? DIY. Hey, Quentin Daniel. This is Kayla. I've listened to your podcast for a while, and I want to say thank you for all of the 2020 coronavirus topics that you guys covered this year. Uh, I really appreciate how quickly you responded to what was going on with everyone and answering all of our questions when there was a lot of unknown out there. Uh, One great thing that came out of 2020 is that my brother and his wife had a baby. And I'm wondering for his first birthday next year, what are my options for investments to be made in his name where I could throw in $1,000 and then let it grow till he's 18? What's the best way to take advantage of such a long maturity date? Thank you so much. First of all, Kayla is a rock star aunt because on birthday one, she's putting in, that's $1,000. Boom. That's huge. That's awesome. Some compound annual growth there. Going to be Wowzer. serious by the time um, 18 comes around. I was, just doing, I was just doing the math in my little compounder calculator here on my phone. And starting balance of a thousand dollars at a ten percent annual rate of return, which is which is hefty, but let's just throw it in there for eighteen years. Investment value sixty six hundred dollars. Wow, that's awesome. Nice. Yeah, it's a nice eighteenth uh, birthday present. What if she did it every year? I don't know. Fifty one thousand dollars. That's totally awesome. Eighteen thousand invested, fifty one thousand dollars. Boom, compound interest. Amazing. Okay, let's talk about it because you got plenty of options, Kayla. Um, you start, Daniel. <clears throat> yeah. <laughs> so uh, we're not going to complicate this with a lot of financial planning jargon. I would go with a simple custodial account, uh, which transfers over to the now minor, but they'll be uh, age of majority in, at eighteen, probably depending, depending on, the, on state the state you yeah. live in. The one caveat there is that uh, the day that they turn that age, depending on your state, is uh, the age that they 100% own that account and whatever's in it. So uh, if you choose to increase or accelerate that savings rate and they end up with a quarter million dollars or or you just buy the next Apple and, and they have a million dollars in that account, they are now, uh, we'll just go with 18 because that's most common, 18-year-old uh, with a good chunk of change. And maybe not the best head on their shoulders. So, uh, but honestly, I would do it that way because what you're trying to do is just save for them for the future. Uh, you're really going to trust that the parents are going to educate them uh, pretty well, but they can also really look at it as their account. It's not tied up for something like, you know, only college or something of that nature. 
you could save in an account registered only in your name and give it to him as a gift later. But again, if it does really well, you run into the issue of now you have a massive account to try to gift uh, at some points, and, and we don't know what gifting rules will look like uh, in the next two decades. So uh, in your case, for what you're trying to do, I, I would keep it fairly simple and just do a custodial account, buy something that's not complex. Uh, uh, you know, a diversified index fund is, is a good way to go. Uh, if, you know, you kind of want to teach them about stocks and companies, you know, maybe put something in there that they like. Disney? Um, you making a recommendation? I'm not making a recommendation, but kids like Disney. Uh, what else do kids like? Twitter, McDonald's. Facebook. I mean, as they get older, you know, they they know these they know these they know these yeah. companies. They know these products. The purpose of that would not be. I mean, you would want to get a return on your investment, but the purpose of that would be to teach them that the things that they see every day have a quantitative investment value. And so, some of those things actually hopefully go down, and they realize, oh, not everything makes money, um, but some of them hopefully go up, and they realize that being an investor in the company rather than just a consumer for that company. Uh, can pay really good dividends. No pun intended. No pun intended. That's uh, that's where I think it's near and dear to both our our hearts in that we are trying to not only set up our children for the future, uh, but also provide that education. And I think we've talked about that on this podcast many times. You also have the 529 option. The 529 plan is college or education-centered can be used for primary education now, so it could be used for private school uh, pr- prior to college, could be used for college. The, the challenge there is, uh, my firm belief is, you're subject only to mutual funds, first and foremost, uh, d- directed by each state. Uh, but also, you have to use that for educational purposes. So if ultimately the, the individual, your, your uh, new niece or nephew gets a scholarship or decides not to go to school or school is free or whatever the case may be, uh, then that money is kind of is kind of tied up. It, it becomes very um, laborious, and there's a lot of penalties to get that out. So, we are fans of custodial accounts. Now, we do custodial accounts for folks that we work with, and we typically do not charge on that because that's how passionate we are for that. So, I think you can do this on your own. I think you can go to a standard custodian like a Fidelity or a Vanguard or E Trade or TD Ameritrade or whatever, wherever you have your accounts, Kayla, and you could set up this custodial account. You could be the custodian. I would I would do that if I were you so that you're not necessarily putting that onus on the parents. So, you're the custodian. It's in the child's name and you're putting the money in. I would also let other people know, let your parents know, let, you know, other, I guess, siblings or other family members, if you have them, know, hey, there's this custodial account set up. If you don't want to buy just garbage and you want to throw some money in here, you can put money in there. So only other people can contribute. It's not just you. It's even though you're the custodian and the minor's the, the, the owner, technically, when they're of age, other people can contribute. So you can continuously put money in there. And again, Daniel alluded to this. What I typically have done with my kids is I do sort of a half and half. I do half index funds so that we can build that up, and I know that, look, they're going to do fine. Everything's going to be good there. And then on the other half, I do stocks that I'm interested in, that they're interested in, that I also think are going to make money. So, again, we've had over the years the staples. We've had the Teslas, the Facebooks, the Twitters, the, uh, the Starbucks, the Nintendo. We've had the stocks in there that they're familiar with that they kind of uh, you know understand and it and it starts great conversation it it really does as they sort of know 
uh, what you know they're investing in. They know, as Daniel said, they go up, they go down, and I show them that. Especially now, I have a fourteen-year-old, so he's fourteen. He's four years away from um, being kicked out of the house. I mean, sorry, going off to college. No, so you know it's a sizable amount he has in there. So good days and bad days, I show him what he's done, and and it's it's sort of eye-opening for him to go, holy cow, that's that's how much we lost today. And I'm like, well, you have great companies. The market kind of freaked out that you didn't lose a dime. You know, we're not selling them here. It's perfect. Perfectly fine. And then a few days later, I go, look, you know, we've, oh, hopefully it's a few days later. Sometimes it's weeks hey, or months. Hey, look, you know, look, we recovered. We're back to, you know, this level now. And he's like, wow, that's amazing. And I said, yep, yep. And it's a great teaching moment. So you don't freak out. You don't sell your companies, etc. There is a caveat when you do that sort of thing. And again, you're not going to be, I think, buying and selling. You're going to be buying and holding for a very long time, hopefully. But the only tax ramification you have to worry about is if you were to start selling things and making a lot of money, uh, there could be what's called a kitty tax. Yep, that's the law. And you have to be aware of that. And and just, again, you could look it up on Google and just be aware of it. I, obviously, if you're building an account for a child, you should not be ter- doing a tremendous amount of turnover and generating a lot of taxable gains. It, that's not the purpose of the account. So, again, things like index funds or even stocks like a Berkshire Hathaway that doesn't pay dividends but gives you incredible diversification are great options. Not personal recommendation, but that's what I would be doing for my kids. Kayla, great question. Mm-hmm. Thanks for the platitudes before your question. That was very nice. Uh, that was a f- interesting time. I was about to say fun. <laughs> it was an interesting time period during that uh, COVID experience when we were coming in here and still shooting these podcasts. Yeah. Did we touch on that many COVID subjects? I guess we uh, yeah, did I think we did. Few, did we? Yeah. I don't know. That's a blur. It was a blur. It's still a blur. Wowzer. Anyways. So thanks so much for that question. Look, all Kayla did was sent us a voice memo from her phone to podcast at DIYmoney.org. Podcast at DIYmoney.org. I think Kayla's in the tribe. Uh, I think she, I think I recognize that uh, name. She's participated in there. So DIY Tribe on Facebook, as well as our Instagram is DIY.Money. Remember, friends, oh, YouTube, DIY Money on YouTube. Yeah, check it out. Yeah, DIY Money on YouTube is, is, is really starting to come on strong. I just got to say, we got some fun things coming up there. We do. All right. You remember the secret to success and wealth and all the wonderful happiness is live on less than you make. Invest the rest and do so for a very long time. Make it a great one. Thanks for listening to this episode of the show. If you want content delivered to you regularly, be sure to follow us on Instagram at DIY.money. And if you want your question aired on the show, be sure to send that to us and you'll get a $25 Amazon gift card. This show is for entertainment and educational purposes only and is not intended as personal financial advice. Before making any financial decision, please do your homework and consult a financial advisor as needed.